Hello everyone, this is Sophia. Um, this is just before the episode starts, we would first like to mention that uh, we were unable to meet with Ariana in person to film this episode, so we were over phone call when recording with her, and for that reason, the audio might be a little funky and like uh, loud and quiet at times, so we'd like to apologize for that, but hopefully the main message of our episode can still be heard, so thank you and enjoy this episode. Hello everyone, my name is Sophia and welcome back to another episode of Project Oyster. Our team would first like to thank all of our listeners for being patient with us this school year as Hannah Vardan and I are currently super busy as first semester seniors as many of you guys can probably relate to. But today we are back featuring guest speaker Ariana. She is a current junior at Oakmont High School, however was a student at Gunn her freshman year. In her spare time she enjoys reading books, going on walks, and was a participant in theater during her time at Gunn. So hello Ariana, how are you doing today and what have you been up to recently? Um, I'm doing pretty well today. I've been reading some good books like Pride Prejudice by Jane Austen. Mm -hmm. I've been going on like a Jane Austen kick for a while just because she's really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and I was down at Paul Walter this weekend and got to see everyone, which is really nice. And so, yeah. You saw the importance of being earnest, right? Just going to stick some theater promo with you. Everyone should go watch it. Uh -huh. so. It's very funny and a comedy. So that's my little gun theater promo in here. Anyways, <laughs> um, so Ariana, you originally reached out to Project Oyster after we posted on our Instagram asking if there was anyone who would be willing to speak about an eating disorder. And as background, we got actually got a request from a listener who asked if this topic could be covered. So like, thank you so much for contacting us because we at least know there's someone out there who is actually looking very much looking forward to this episode. What I found interesting from after reading your script is that you said that in your script you were never formally diagnosed, so were therefore hesitant about reaching out to speak to us. So why, like, why, um, why did you say that? And also, why did you end up reaching out to us, anyways? Um. Well, first off, like, I just I wanted I was scared at first because um, I wasn't really sure if people would like call me a liar or like my experiences were. Um, real, but I, I talked to some friends and they were like, you should do it because you would bring awareness to the, like, the fact that a lot of people go throughout their lives with eating disorders, but they never get diagnosed or never get the right treatment, and so they're living their lives in a horrible state when they could be supported instead of, like, suffering. Oh, I think that's a, definitely a really good message, because I think that doesn't just go for eating disorders, but a lot of mental health issues, they very much do go undiagnosed. So I think, although like you were never formally diagnosed, it's still like your experiences are just as valid. And I think um, it's really important. And thank you for contacting us, even though you were afraid at first. Um, so with that in mind, we do want to avoid self-diagnosis, but I guess what were the symptoms you were going through and how did everything start? Well, everything started really in seventh grade I was really struggling with my self-image and just how I perceived myself um, because growing up I was really, I was always taller but as um, soon as soon as I hit middle school I kind of got shorter as everyone hit their growth first and I, I started to look at myself in a different way and I've always been overweight so it's always been a concern with my doctors and with my family and so I kind of put this pressure on myself and so at first I started to like lessen my meals, I started eating less and um, I started to stop eating lunch and then I never really had breakfast so dinner was the only meal that I really had and so 
it was just a cycle of not eating and then plus I had PE and speaker going on so I was exerting a lot of energy and so that was really stressful in my body and I ended up having a bunch of headaches and um, I would feel dizzy all the time and this just wasn't a sustainable lifestyle for me um, yeah so why did you although you're going through all these symptoms and I guess you were um you're going through this thing where you didn't want to eat. Why did you never push yourself to go get diagnosed or see a professional? I guess I was afraid of judgment again, like the reason why I was a bit scared to do this, but I was scared that uh, people wouldn't take me seriously, that people wouldn't take my fears and my insecurities seriously, but I was also unaware and I didn't really know a lot about the topic. Um, I did, and it wasn't really something that people talked about um, because, I guess, I mean, mental health is still can be seen as a sort of taboo subject. And so I was just scared of being seen as a weird kid or that I, I wasn't valid. I see. Um, I think that's, once again, like, doesn't just apply to eating disorders, but a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons people don't go get diagnosed. And so it's important to address that. Um, also, so I guess after you were going through this cycle of um, in middle school not eating and I guess viewing your self-image in a very negative way, how did you eventually help yourself to get better since um, you weren't helped by a professional, you kind of had to deal with it and figure it out on your own? So how was that process for you? Um, well, I remember vividly in seventh grade during the tri-school musical, I, I really had found a group of people that I had related to on a like very strong level and so um, I was distracting myself uh, and I was trying to really focus on theater rather than focus on how I looked and even theater like that show really helped me gain confidence because I felt that I had a purpose and that uh, I was good at something for once. And also, in that following year, in eighth grade, there was a TED Talk that I saw specifically um, with Amy Cuddy, and she talked about um, body language and how it changes perspectives, and she said specifically, fake it till you believe it. And so I tried to input that message in my life and tried to fake confidence until I truly became confident. And when I reflected on that, the year after, in my freshman year, I had actually realized that I was living a better life and that I had actually faced confidence until I was really, truly confident in myself and loved myself. So you really think that fake it till you make it motto really worked for you? Because I think a lot of times like people say it as a joke, like, oh, fake it till you make it, you know. But um, I guess, at least for me personally, I've never even thought about it being a real thing that could actually help someone. So what's your take on that? I mean, I'm, I'm coming from like an actor background, it's kind of like every part you play kind of is a part of you. And so I was trying to fulfill a role. And so by doing so, it was becoming a part of me, I guess. And so from that perspective, I think that it really can help you. I think that's a really interesting analogy. I never thought about it as playing a role because I know a lot of actors say that when they play a role, they become that role. And yeah. I guess I never thought about like something like confidence. Um, it really is like a role you play. 
And if you act like that, you're going to eventually become it. So I think that's very interesting. So where are you today in terms of um, your self-body image? Um, I still struggle. And I, I think that it's important to realize that it's a journey. It's not like you achieve something and you're there forever. It's truly like rolling hills. You, you gain something and you lose something. And so I, I still am insecure about certain parts of my body, but I... I've learned to accept myself and kind of train myself to push away these thoughts that are like, oh, you don't look good in this dress. Well, I want to look, I like, I want to feel good. So I put on this dress anyways. I go out and have fun instead of focusing on the way I look at it. Oh, so like, I guess in terms of that, um, like, how did you finally, I guess, besides that fake until you make it thing, um, like, so do you think that throughout your process, your journey, um, your confidence really grew out of it. So, like, how how do you think you reached that point where now you have enough confidence to push past, um, like, for example, the dress situation? Uh, you see yourself in this dress and you're like, oh, I don't look at it, look that good in it, but you're gonna wear it anyways because you love it. How did you get to that point? And do you think it's still like, is it still a developing process for you? Um, I kind of achieved it through trial and error, just like seeing how I felt and. Maybe on one day I might change just because I'm scared of how people might think, but then on another day I feel a little extra confident, and so I push myself past um, what I'm comfortable in order to see that it really, it's really only inside my head that these fears are prevalent and everyone else thinks I look beautiful. And so right now, it's, I still struggle with it. Like, I, it's never going to be a win situation mm-hmm. but um i i'm able to kind of work through it um and do my best to be the confident person that i can be so it's like work, work through it day by day yeah also that was a very powerful message at the end there so thank you ariana for coming in today and talking about your journey with body image and possible eating disorder even though you were not officially diagnosed Uh, Once again, like I said earlier in this episode, I think your story is just as powerful nonetheless because um, I think the situation you've gone through and the feelings you had are very relatable to many people. And of course, as you said, uh, there are many mental health disorders that do go diagnosed. So thank you for that. So is there any final advice you would like to give to anyone going through similar situations as you were or anything else you'd like to share just in general? I think that just try to reach out as best you can in any mental health situation like just reach out there's always going to be someone there to help you and I know that a lot of people can feel alone in these types of situations and isolate themselves but it's important to try and find someone who can help you and find someone who will listen just even for a day just so that you're not holding it in until you burst that's a very good message and um, I guess going back, this is a little off topic, but do you do you ever regret not um, seeking professional help? I think I do, just because um, sometimes I I can go back to dark places and I feel like maybe if I had reached out professionally that I could have figured out a, a better way to deal with some of this um, body image issue, but... Um, I do believe that, yeah, it, it probably would have benefited me, but I'm on a different path now, and 
seeking professional help. So mm-hmm. it's a journey. Okay, thank you for sharing that with us. So once again, thank you, Ariana, for speaking today, and thank you to our audience for tuning in as well. Our team would like to once again apologize for the lack of episodes recently, but that doesn't mean we are trying to put out more. If you would like to be a guest speaker or know someone who would want to be a guest speaker and share your story, contact us through email at studio.projectoyster.gmail.com or shoot us a DM at Project Oyster on Instagram. To learn more about Project Oyster and our mission, you can also visit our website at studioprojectoyster.com. Thank you, Ariana, for coming in today once again, and also thank you to our audience for listening we'll see you in the next episode of project oyster